Hello, my chaotic listeners. This is your host, Bailey Cook, and you're listening to Clinically Chaotic, the podcast. Hi, y'all. It's been a while. Um, It literally feels like two weeks ago I was saying it's March and now suddenly it's April. I planned on recording this after I took the fattest nap earlier. I set a timer for 38 minutes and I woke up drooling and my arm was asleep. And needless to say, it was a very good nap. And then I realized that my laptop didn't charge like I thought it did. Cue my face palm. Anyways, I just finished making supper, which leads me to my next point. So if you don't follow my Instagram account that updates y'all about the podcast and my, I can't call it a brand, but I'm going to call it a brand. Anyways, I am switching my podcast post to every other week rather than every week, which is why I didn't post last Tuesday. Um, I'm doing this because I also started a blog and I want time to post content that isn't rushed and sloppy, but true content that people are actually going to enjoy. So if you go to either of my Instagrams, Clinically Chaotic the Podcast, or Bay underscore Cook, B-A-Y underscore K-O-C-H, you can click the link in my bio and go to my blog. It's clearly written, Clinically Chaotic blog, so you'll be able to find it easily. Or you can type into your browser, clinicallychaotic.wordpress.com. Again, that's clinicallychaotic.wordpress.com. And the reason I said that making supper brought me into my next point is because I will be hosting my go-to peanut butter Thai or peanut butter pad Thai recipe, which I make at least two or three times a month because it's so quick and easy and absolutely delicious. And the recipe is really simple. So anyways, let's get the ball rolling on today's episode. Let's see, what has all happened within these past two weeks? Another thing is, like, I feel like I'll have more to talk about if it's not every week. So I'm hoping this helps me just produce better content because I feel like these past few weeks weren't the greatest and it wasn't my best work. And I always want to be creating content that is the best I can, you know? So the day I was going to post my podcast last week... This is so embarrassing to say, and I, I am still so embarrassed about it, but I was at the gym in my apartment building, and I bent over to pick up a weight, and I hurt my back, and I felt like a complete idiot waddling back upstairs to my apartment. I don't know what I did, but I'm better now. I, I, I couldn't even sit without being in pain, so I didn't record and then either that day or the next day, I decided to make a blog and I was just like, okay, yeah, we're just going to switch up my posting schedule. So there's that. Um, I spent time with friends a lot these past few weeks. I painted my nails again after being too lazy to do it for almost a month. Um, there's some cute spring nails that are kind of rainbowish, which will be in another post um, on my blog soon. I got new clothes for summer that I'm really excited to wear. Other than that, I've just been going to class and work, or I've just been doing classwork and reading and spending time with friends and family. Oh, and I tried a new recipe, which was carrot cake muffins, and they turned out okay, but my dad loved them, which is always really nice because he immediately hears gluten and dairy-free because, as I've said several times, I can't eat gluten, I can't eat dairy, so anytime that he hears that, he automatically thinks that it's gross. So it's nice when he actually likes what I cook or bake. And other than that, nothing too exciting. Well, 
I don't know why this just popped in my head. So I was at um, a mall and when I was walking to Sephora, it is any time that I go to Sephora that I get catcalled or like hit on and it makes me so uncomfortable. But literally the past like two times that I've gone, it's happened. So I was walking there and it's like an outside mall and like outdoors and I, I, it wasn't like it was in anything revealing or anything like that. I was literally in purple Lululemon leggings and a gray Swiftly Tech Lulu shirt and tennis shoes. And the traffic on the road was kind of stopped because um, somebody was waiting for a parking stop or a parking spot. So everybody was stopped. And this guy literally has his window down. And he leans his whole body out the window and is looking back at me. And he, like, yells, like, I don't think I can say this on here. Yeah, I don't cuss on here. I can't say it. But pretty much he made a a very explicit comment about my butt and was just staring me down. And it's not like I'm being narcissistic or anything like that. But it was about me because everybody else who was walking by me all stopped and looked at me because he was very obviously looking at me and I don't know it was just it made me so uncomfortable like there was no need for that and some some girls find that stuff attractive or flattering but I don't I just think it's disgusting and it's just not it's not cute to me or flattering by any means it's just it's gross in my opinion but other than that, um, then I went to uh, that same mall last night. They have restaurants there too. And I went out with some girlfriends from um, when I worked at Barnes. I have a whole group of friends from there who I'm very grateful that we're all still friends, even though a lot of us don't work there anymore. Um, and we had supper um, at a little Italian restaurant. So that was really nice. But other than that, nothing too new or crazy or exciting. But I am going to be telling a few stories on this episode. All right, so I don't have a written script for this portion of the episode. I usually do for my updates just so I get in everything that I want to talk about, but for these story times that I will be telling today, I don't. So if I stutter a lot or say, um, that is why. Apologies in advance. So the first story that I'm going to be telling is about the first time I got a ticket. Um, let me just preface in advance that I, when it comes to cops, I get very anxious. I, I just do not do well at all. And I panic. And I think it's just because in my childhood, anytime that there was a cop involved with something, it was a very bad situation. And there was never any positive experiences with cops or sheriffs or any type of law enforcement. So I think that's why I'm so afraid of them. Granted, I am white, so I definitely have a lot of privilege when it comes to cops, and I'm very aware of that. And I I know I'm very lucky considering I am white and a female, but I still am very skeptical about them, and I still get very skittish and anxious around them. So that is the kind of warning beforehand and explanation so that you understand why I had such a major reaction when this happened. All right, so let's get into it. 
Ava and I were going, if we were doing shopping at some mall and it just, it ran really late and I had my little sister's birthday. Um, it was supposed to be her birthday party and I had to drive Ava all the way back home and then go, excuse me, all the way back out to like where we were and her, my little sister's birthday is actually coming up this month. Um, it's in a few weeks, so this is kind of funny because it's been a year now, pretty much. So pretty much, we I dropped Ava off. We were late, and then it gets to rush hour traffic, and I am speeding to make this reservation at, um, we went to Texas Roadhouse. Well, we were supposed to. They were all there, my um, family and my little sister. And... <laughs> So I'm speeding and I didn't even notice that a cop was behind me until I turned onto the street, had already been speeding for a while, and he flashes his lights and I'm cursing up a storm in my head. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what did you do? Why did I do this? Why am I speeding? Why did I get caught? And all this stuff. And okay, I have a radar detector in my car. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically any type of like speed traps or any type of security system it'll go off so that you know that it's there the thing is this sheriff or cop I can't remember what it was or state trooper they didn't have like it didn't beep on my radar that they were tracking my speed so I just was kind of not paying attention and Now I'm very, very, I pay a lot of attention of if there's cops around. Anyway, so he pulls me over (laughs) and comes to the window and I'm already shaking. And he's like, do you know I pulled you over? And I was like, yeah, I was speeding. (laughs) And I just flat out roll myself under the bus. I'm like, I was speeding. I know I was speeding. He was like, okay, can you tell me why you were speeding? I was like, I'm late to my little sister's birthday party and I swear I'm not lying about it. Like, you can see her present is in the back. And I just start rambling, like freaking out. He can probably barely understand me. The tears are starting to roll down my cheeks. I'm bright red and I'm a very pale person. So when I blush, I get red. It's 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 a tomato. It's really bad. So he's like, okay, okay, can I see your license and registration? And then he also wanted my um, um, insurance card or I don't know. I think it was the registration that he wanted that I couldn't find. And my dad had like, my dad has always lectured me like throw out your old ones and make sure your new one's the only one in there. Well, like I didn't do that. And so I gave him the wrong one. And then he was like, he came back and he's like, do you have the right one? And I was like, I thought that was the right one. And I freaked out because I couldn't find it. And he was like, if you can't find it, then like we have to go to court or I don't know. He, I was just really like, I was so panicked that I couldn't even comprehend what he was saying. But I ended up calling my dad. I'm sobbing like a bloody mess. He's not even mad. He's just like, okay, breathe, like calm down. You got to find this thing like look in your car and I'm just I am a mess so finally the cop um I give him what he needs and he comes back and he's like can I have you step out of the car and so I 
well, he, first he, oh my god, I forgot about this, first he goes, do you have any weapons? And I said, um, I have a plastic knife in here from when I ate my lunch. <laughs> and he just looked so concerned. And so he has me get out and he has me like does a spin and he's like, okay, you just, I had to make sure you like, he had me like lift up my shirt. So I didn't, he knew I didn't have anything. Then he had me get into his truck and my parents were really confused about this. I was really confused about this. I had no idea what was happening. I was like, oh, am I getting arrested? And I was like freaking out. And so I get into his thing. My whole body is shaking. Like, I, the only time that I have gotten that anxious, like, the thing is, in middle school, I would have severe panic attacks any single time that I had a math test because math just gave me so much anxiety because I knew I would fail and I I knew the consequences for my parents and just how disappointed they would be and how I would have to make it up and I would just always get so anxious and just terrified to take these math tests and be in this math class that I would literally go to the bathroom, have a whole panic attack, have to sit in the counselor's office for like an hour and would like work myself up to the point where I threw up. Well, this is like, so after middle school, I kind of worked through all of that and I got past it, but this was my first panic attack since middle school and this was my senior year. So I get into his truck and he like he can see my whole body shaking and he's like are you scared and I was like and I just start rambling again and I'm like yeah I'm sorry I don't do very well with cops like I think I think that I said like my mom died and I just I don't do well with cops her and I had bad experience with cops and I just kept saying like I don't do well with cops and I'm really scared and it's not you it's just my issues and my trauma and this cop he just looked so like concerned and so at this point he's like trying to make small talk with me as he's writing up a ticket for me and (laughs) he's like so where do you go to school like what do you do and (laughs) I just I remember this being so awkward and me being so short and just like yep 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 because I couldn't I just couldn't I could not calm down and so I think he had said something, he said something about how, like, I I said I was going to college next year, and he was like, oh, that's going to be a lot of fun, like, I don't, I don't remember what he said, but it was something that I was like, why did he say that, that was weird, there was no need to say that, but I think he was just trying so hard to comfort me to, like, calm down, because I could not stop shaking and crying, like, in his truck and I had snot everywhere (laughs) like my sleeves were literally I was wearing I remember I was wearing black leggings vans um a crop top and a cardigan and my cardigan sleeves were filled with snot and tears like it was so gross so finally he gives me this ticket he explains it all to me and I'm trying oh my god I'm trying to write my signature on this because he needs my signature or whatever and my hands are shaking so much that I dropped the pen, not once, but twice. And he had to pick it up for me both times. And it literally just looked like scribbles. Like it did not look like a signature. And it was so bad. Finally, he lets me go. I get into my car and he finally, he leaves. And I like, 
am sitting there and I just like lose it. Like I have a full, like it was a panic attack when he was there, but then the second that he left, it just escalated so much to the point where I literally sat there. I think I sat there for like 45 minutes and like my family is texting me. They're like, where are you at? And I'm like, I got pulled over. Like I cannot come. And so, cause I, the thing is I was going to pull myself together and go, but I could not get myself together. Like I was such a mess and it got to the point where I sat there for 45 minutes hyperventilating and I literally had to get out. And this, I, it's funny. It's kind of ironic because I was on the side of a street in a neighborhood right next to a speed limit sign. And I threw up all over the grass. Like I freaked out so much that I literally worked myself up to the point of throwing up. And then I found a bag in the back of my trunk and I literally had to breathe into that. And my dad calls me and he's like, are, are, is he still with you? Like, are you still pulled over? And I was like, no, I'm just sitting here. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I can't, I can't stop freaking out. And I just, he was like, do you need me to come get you? And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'll pull myself together. I'm fine. And so finally, like I go home and the thing is, I'm like, oh my God, my dad's going to be so mad. Like, I'm so scared. Like, he's going to be so mad. He wasn't even mad. He was just like, it happens. Like it, it was going to happen eventually. And it just, ugh. it, I, the thing is like, he wasn't even upset, but I was just so overwhelmed and I wasn't embarrassed. I was just very much, the whole situation just made me very anxious and I don't know, it was bad, like, I went to bed that night. Oh my God. My eyes were so swollen, like so swollen. I think, I don't know if it was that day, but I'm pretty sure the next day I went to school and I had cried. I don't think it was that day. Maybe it was. There was some day that I went to school and I had been crying the night before and my eyes were so swollen that I literally had to go to the nurse because it looked like I had an allergic reaction. And I literally had to go to the nurse and be like, can I get um, ibuprofen? Or not ibuprofen. Um, can I get Benadryl? It was so bad because they were so swollen. I don't know. Hold on. I, I really want to find this picture now. No, it wasn't that day. No, it wasn't that day. It was a different time that I cried. <laughs> yeah, I cried a lot my senior year, but it's fine. Anyway, that was the time that I went to the, the, the first time I got a ticket. And I did not end up going to my little sister's. Or I think I stopped by for cake and ice cream after, but I was like, can I just go home? Like, I was just so upset and I just could not pull myself together that I was just so upset. And it wasn't even that I was, like, embarrassed or anything. It's just, I don't know. I was exhausted, and I was just very overwhelmed, and I could not compose myself. But that was that story. Um, I have a few others that I'm going to tell, two more. I need to still pick which ones I'm going to talk about. But, yeah, I think that was a good introduction story. (laughs)
All right. So this story is, I wasn't going to tell this, but it randomly just popped in my head and now I can't not tell it. So when I was in my sophomore year, um, okay, we're going to have to leave out some parts. So when I was in my sophomore year, I'm just going to sum up, I lost my main friend group right before my mom died. And it was this really big thing. And I cut them all off completely after one group, one person in the group did something that did not sit right with me at all. And all of them took her side and it just, it, it didn't, it wasn't okay in my book. So that was that. I cut them all off. No hesitations whatsoever. I just, I don't, if if I get hurt, I am very quick to cut people off. So that being said, I lost all of my friends. So I only had the, my first boyfriend. I was, him and I were talking again and we were a thing. So in this generation, when you are talking with somebody or you're a thing with somebody that is pretty much saying that you're dating them without the title and the yeah you're you're pretty much dating them without the title and it's just not official pretty much um him and I were talking for several months and um <laughs> a lot of you guys know this person so that's kind of awkward so I'm not going to go into too much detail but um, he ended up giving, so I have a very bad immune system. I get sick super easily and I, once I get sick, then I get slammed with any other sickness that my immune system was like confined. So I had a virus and it, we went to the doctor and I had sores all in my mouth and it, it was like blisters. And so I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, does she have an STD? No, I promise I don't have an STD. I've never had an STD. I'm clean. Anyway, <laughs> so I ended up having like sores all in my mouth. I couldn't eat or drink water because I was in so much pain. And so they were like, oh, it's just a, it's just a virus. Like take these antibiotics and this mouthwash and it will numb it for you and you'll be able to eat. Well, it wouldn't clear up. It wouldn't go away. So finally, we went back and they were like, oh, you have mono. So it was both, I think. I don't know. It might have been just mono and they didn't diagnose me properly first time. But who knows? So that being said, I had already missed a bunch of school because of this virus. And so I was like, I can't miss more school. So I was like, okay, I will, I don't have a fever. So I'm going to go to school, make up all these tests and exams that I've been missing. And then I will go home and rest. But my doctor um, was like, you are severely dehydrated because I, I couldn't even drink water without crying and pain. And so um, I hadn't had, I don't know how long this all lasted, but it was probably a week or less. And so I hadn't had water in quite a few days and I like didn't eat either. 
So my doctor was like, you need to like drink some water, somehow get fluids into your system. And they wanted to bring me to the hospital and have me get an IV right then and there. And I was like, no, 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 no. We cannot do that. I need to go to school and make up all of my homework. First off, the fact that I literally was so concerned about my schoolwork and that was my biggest concern and not my health kind of just shows you how like I don't I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to it what what's in my head pretty much it just shows how the school systems have pounded into our brains that school comes first before anything um but I went to school I took a state writing exam and I remember it was I don't even remember what the topic was, but I wrote about robots and I know nothing about robots. But at this point, I was literally like delusional, like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink water. I was literally delusional at this point. And even my teachers were like, are you okay?" I remember my English teacher asked me, she's like, are you okay?" And I was like, no, (laughs) but I need to take this exam. And so I stayed after school and I took this exam and So then I finished all of that work. I went home and I went to go shower that night. And the thing is, like, when I lived in my parents' house, at this time, I was still, I would shower in the basement because I would always sing in the shower. My parents didn't want to hear it. So I would um, shower in the basement when my room was upstairs. So I went downstairs to go shower. I always lock the door when I shower and for some reason I didn't but so I'm standing in the shower I'm doing my thing and all of a sudden I get hit with a wave of nausea and because of all of my dietary stuff this was all happening months like a few months before and we had figured out everything and I I know my tells when I'm going to pass out because I I just I'm not well with needles I don't do well with needles unless it's for a tattoo or piercing which doesn't really make sense to me but my brain's weird um I don't do well with needles so I know my reactions and I know my tells and signs of if I'm going to pass out or faint but I'd never had that symptom before but I I got hit with a wave of nausea everything I got so dizzy and dizzy is when I was like oh I gotta sit down So I sat down on the shower seat, and next thing I know, I am looking up at the shower head, and it's spraying down water on top of me. So I had slid off the shower seat and onto the floor of the shower, like the shower floor, and I had passed out. I don't know how long it was, but I my whole body just felt so heavy, and I couldn't move, and finally, like, I crawled and it was a, it's like a really tall shower. So I had to like reach up and grab, like turn off the shower knob. And I always set my phone on the toilet, which is next to the shower in my parents' house, thankfully. So I grabbed my phone and I um, text, I try calling my stepmom. She doesn't answer. I call my dad. He doesn't answer. I call him again. Finally, he's like, what? And I'm like, I passed out in the shower. I need you to come down. He's like, what? And I was like, I passed out. Like, I fainted. And so all of a sudden, I hear my dad's footsteps. And he goes, 
April, which is my stepmom. So they both come downstairs. And like I said, I always lock the shower, like the bathroom door. And I, I'm so lucky that I didn't for some reason. I, I think it was intuition or something. I don't know. But they came down and my... The thing is, like, my stepmom would always go with me to my doctor's appointment. So my dad had never seen me um, after I pass out. So obviously, since I was um, naked, he waited outside. My stepmom came in and helped get me out of the shower. And she set me on top of the um, toilet seat. And then I passed out again. And then we had me lay down on the floor. They got me wrapped up in a towel. And then I passed out one more time. And so then I finally, they got me up and they're like, okay, we got to go to the hospital. Like you need an IV treatment. You're obviously very dehydrated. So my dad had never seen me when I pass out. When I pass out, I get so deathly pale. Like it's, it's sickly. And like, you can very obviously tell that something's wrong. And so, and I also like, I'd seen it through a Snapchat camera or like my phone camera after the fact but like right after the fact I had never seen it and so standing up to the mirror in my bathroom and seeing me that pale was very like terrifying I was just like oh that's that's how it looks wow now I see why everybody has such large reactions anyway so we ended up going to (laughs) so, so we ended up going to the hospital and first off, it, it was kind of funny because the closest hospital to us is um, the hospital that my mom, where we went to see my, where I went to go see my mom um, when she died, the night she died. And my dad, my dad was like, are you okay with going here? Do, do you want me to go to a different hospital? I was like, dad, can we please just go? Like, let's go to this hospital. I just, I want to get this over with. And so we go and we're in the waiting room and they're taking forever. And I'm just, when I pass out, I get really, really cold after. And so I was just super cold. I couldn't stop shaking. And I don't know if you guys have been in hospitals, but they're usually always really cold, at least in my experiences. So finally, they get me back in a room. Um, They, excuse me, they hook me up to an IV and they're running some tests. They're doing all the weird heart stuff and just making sure that I'm overall okay. And I think I had two IV bags. I think I had two. I don't really remember. I was kind of like dazed out. But my dad stayed with me the whole time. He kept getting me blankets and was just like, can I do anything? Can I do anything? Because he'd never really been there when I had passed out. And so I think he was kind of just worried, especially because the doctor had said, you need to get an IV treatment, and we were just like, no, we're fine, and then it, we ended up having to get it anyway, so um, we ended up going, like, we ended up leaving the hospital around midnight, I think, and then we went to, my dad and I went to High V, and this was, like, before COVID and everything, so things were open a lot later than they are now, and I remember we walked in there and there was like nobody in there except the people um, stocking shelves. And we got jello cups and instant mashed potatoes. And so then he drove me home 
and he made me instant mashed potatoes. And that is that is a purest moment that I that is a moment that I will never forget. Like him just taking care of me and him making me these instant mashed potatoes. And that was all I could eat for the next few days. And I'm so grateful that I have my dad who was there for me in those moments and just is a good dad to me. And I'm so, so fortunate. And I, it's those little moments that I'm never going to forget. And I mean, yes, it makes for a funny story now, but in the moment, it meant a lot to me, especially because when I'm sick, I just, I, my whole body is just achy. And no matter what I have, I just, my immune system is so crappy that my body reacts severely and really, really poorly. So I was very fortunate that he helped me through that. Um, After that, we started doing, because I have such a poor immune system, after that we started doing um, like at-home IV treatments. And so we we went to live hydration for a while or live hydration. I, I say live, but I think it's live. And yeah, but now I get them every few months so that I can kind of just boost my immune system up and help me out a bit. And when I had um, food poisoning last month, or was it the month before that? I don't know. When I had um, food poisoning this year, I had them come to my apartment. So if you've ever used those services or if you haven't, I would highly recommend doing that. Um, I've heard they're great for hangovers. That's what my dad has used them a lot for when he was down on a trip with um, for a bachelor party. They did that. And if you're sick, um, it's cheaper than going to a hospital. So if you need it, get it. I highly recommend it. They do a great job, especially the younger, um, or not younger, the smaller businesses and um corporations that do it. I would highly recommend doing it if it's something that you would find beneficial. But that was the other story. I'm going to tell one more and then leave it at that for today. I just realized I left out a very big portion of that story. So the person who gave me mono, um, they had started to slowly distance themselves from me. And I just, I had been so sick that I really didn't care. But then when I was in the hospital, their parents and siblings had literally texted me and they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, what is happening? Why are you in the hospital? Da 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 da. All this stuff. Also, shout out to them because I love their, this person's family is amazing. Literally, so thankful for how nice they were to me and just they were they are great people anyway um so their parents and siblings were literally asking me if I was okay and this person ghosted me and at the time I just was so sick and ill that I did not care and I really I got over it rather quickly because I was just like okay I've kind of known this was gonna happen like they had been saying that they were going to make things official between us after a certain time period and they just weren't going to do it. And I knew that deep down, but I was like, oh, that's lovely. And then after the fact, I had found out that they were also talking to another person and I was like, oh, okay. 
But I just thought it was really funny because I was literally in the hospital and their family was asking me, they're like, are you okay? And I just got completely ghosted. And I was in the hospital because they gave me mono. So that was a cute little detail to add to the story, but we're going to get into the next story. All right. So I have so many stories that I could tell, but I can't think of any at the moment. But this one just popped into my head, and some of the details are going to be very back and forth um, because this was a very, well, it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like so long ago. So this was during my sophomore year, and this um, this was before my mom died. Yes, this was before my mom died, and this was at, like, the beginning of sophomore year. So it was still really, really nice outside, and I was still friends with the friend group who I had just, I, who I just mentioned in the last story that I wasn't friends with them anymore. So I was still friends with these people, and one of the friends in the group, her older brother dropped us off to a... It was the Millard Days Fair, and so we go to this fair, and we're all having a good time. There's no issues, and for some reason, when we're in line to go on this, um, it was like the swings that were all separate swings, and then it spins in a circle, and it's, I I hope you guys know what I'm talking about because I have no other way to describe it. Anyway, so we're in line, and the operator of the machine, like the bookie no that's not what you call him I don't, I don't know the the carny that's what it is I think maybe I don't know anyway the guy working was a older man he had like four teeth was just really raggedy and I, I'm not judging I'm just giving it a visual for you guys um he kept staring at me and my friends and we were all we didn't think much about it and so we get up to the line and he's like hey, like, if you take a picture, like, I want to be in it. And I was just like, okay. And so we're on this ride, and he comes over, and he's, like, very much, when he put this, like, when he, so the swings had, like, I, I don't know how to explain this, but the, oh, pretty much the seat, he had to go around and check everybody's, like, that it was fastened properly. And so when he did it, he like brushed his hand on my thigh, which I was very uncomfortable about. I don't, I didn't think too much of it at the time because I was like, oh, he probably didn't mean to. But it, um, he did. He went around and did it to my friends. And when he like did that to me, he was like, hey, like no phones. But he was smiling, and he was like, he had made that joke again that like, if I took a video or if I took a picture, that he wanted to be in it. And so. He, like, it was, like, a flirty tone, and I don't know how to explain that any better than that. And so he fastened everybody else's stuff. Um, My friends and I are on our phones. There's several other people on their phones. Like, I want to make that clear. It's not just us being sophomore, young, teenage girls who are, like, 16 and 15, like, on their phones. There were several people who were older than us and younger than us on their phones as well. So when we're on this ride, like 
the thing is we had stood in line for about three rounds of people going on this ride watching people on their cell phones taking videos like taking like pictures and just doing like cute stuff like that and he had said nothing so when he starts this ride he um like is yelling at me not like yelling but he was like hey like no phones and so I just didn't think much about it because he was smiling and he had said all this stuff previously and nobody else has had been on their phone and so he like I just I don't even know what happened or why he reacted so severely but when the ride ended he came over to me and my two friends and he like he like just started screaming and it was like he had flipped a switch like I do not understand what happened because it wasn't just us on our phones like there were several people on this ride there was probably about mm, like 20 seats and I there was probably 15 people on their phones like I'm not exaggerating everybody was on their phone but he came up to me and my uh, my two friends and he was like just he started yelling he's like I'm gonna take you guys to the like office you guys are gonna have to fill a report like you guys are in trouble like um we're gonna get the police involved and we were just so confused and just taken off guard and so like we tried leaving we were like what is happening we're uncomfortable we want to go like can we just leave and he grabbed me by the wrist and was like dragging me all these people are watching and they're doing nothing and so Finally, somebody steps in. I don't even remember, but they're like, look, you need to take your hands off of her. Like, they were on their phones, but several other people were. If you're going to, we've watched this whole time and they didn't do anything wrong. Like, you need to take your hands off of them. Because he was literally like dragging us to the point where I thought I was going to have bruises on my wrist. And so, like, this whole situation, I was just so flustered and confused because he had been so joking and flirty and it was just very alarming because I I didn't realize that there was an actual issue and that he was serious because he didn't tell it to anybody else it was just to us when there were several adults and other sorry this is my ice maker several adults and other people on their phones as well and so the fact that he had only like reacted so severely to us when he had been flirting with us and just very, I I don't know how to explain it. It just, sorry, that's my ice maker again. The whole situation was just very uncomfortable and we were all taken off guard. And finally, like that guy stepped up and he's like, look, you need to take your hands off of them. Like there were several other people, you cannot be upset with them. And so the thing is, my friend's older brother had dropped us off because we weren't, I think we were all 15. I was, I think I might have been 16. Yeah, I had I had to have been 16. But um, her brother dropped us off, and so we didn't have a vehicle. So we called one of our buddies, and he came and picked us up. And, like, I had been fine, but I don't know why. But when I called my buddy, I was, like, I just started crying. And I was just so uncomfortable and just overwhelmed and just very upset because I was like, that was really scary. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why he reacted like that because he reacted like that to nobody else. And even the guy in line was like, you didn't do anything wrong. Several people were on their phones. I don't know who that guy was, but he was very sweet, very grateful that he stopped that situation before it escalated even more. 
and I don't know, I just, that whole night was just, the night completely got ruined because of it, and so we ended up going back to our buddy's house, and he, like, got us all drinks and pizza, and he was like, it's okay, like, calm down, you guys are fine now, and so I, I don't, yeah, the whole situation was just very uncomfortable, like, we were sophomores in high school, it just, it made for a bad situation, and I don't know, there's just, there's scary people out there, and there are people who are fine one second, and the next, they're just aggravated and irritated and scary and dangerous, and I I don't know what would have happened if, I, I don't know, I, I really don't, but it was a very scary situation, and just the whole thing was so uncomfortable because we, it's not like we, I don't know, it just, I really don't know, and I know I keep saying that, but the whole situation just was very frightening, and I don't think I will ever forget that. I try to not remember it because it just, it makes me so uncomfortable, and I just, I get really anxious about it, but yeah, that is why I don't go to Miller Days anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah, some of those fairs are just very sketchy. Like, not just the rides, but the people working. Granted, you gotta, if you can make money, you can make money. I'm not saying, like, yeah, it's just some of those people are very scary and sketchy sometimes. And I don't know, just be careful. Make sure you're not on your phone on a ride because the gurney or the bookie or the, I don't know what they're called, but the people who work there can be kind of mean and scary. But that was that story. That one wasn't as eventful as the other two, but I just, I don't know. I, it came into my head and I was like, okay, yeah, we're just going to tell that one. Okay, those are the three stories that I'm going to be talking about on today's story time episode. If you did enjoy this, you can go to my Instagram, Clinically Care Like the Podcast, or my main Instagram, Bay underscore Cook, B A Y underscore K O C H, or my blog website, Clinically Care Like the Podcast.wordpress.com, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage and leave a message for me or direct message me on Instagram. And I will give you guys feedback and I will reply to you. That being said, that's a wrap for this episode. Stay tuned for episodes every other Tuesday and pay attention to my blog for new content coming this week. Bye, guys.